Welcome to the Your Turn to Fly podcast. This is the place where we help empty nesters rediscover passion and purpose in their next season of life. I'm your host, Thor Chalgren, founder of the Your Turn to Fly community, and I'm so glad that you're here. Every week, we'll be interviewing parents and experts, bringing you inspiring stories, insights, and practical advice so that you can move forward, find fulfillment, and make the next chapter in life your best one yet. Let's do greater things together. Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Thor Chalgren. I am your host. Welcome to the show today. I'm excited for you to listen to what we have. Today is a recap episode where I am going to share three of my insights from my recent interview with Andrea Logan. That interview was out earlier this week, and you can take a listen to that and hear the full interview. It was one of the most information-filled talks I think I've had. So much great information about how to think about your career strategy and specifically about resume writing and how to get a job that gets you into the job market. I know a lot of parents who are at midlife, maybe they're thinking about beginning a new career, re-entering the traditional workforce. And notice I say traditional because I definitely know that being a parent is a huge job having done it myself. But if you're thinking about re-entering the workforce, you may want to listen to this interview because Andrea and I talk about how to craft a resume that works for you. I will also say that it is a great interview to listen to for your students who may be thinking about getting a college job, looking for an internship, or maybe getting a job after college. So there's a lot of very practical advice in this interview. I encourage you to take a listen to it. But today, I'm going to highlight my three, and I had to limit myself. I've got a post-it note in front of me here. There's lots of information that I wanted to share, but I'm going to limit it to three. And those are going to be insights I had from listening to re-listening to the interview. So before we get started with that, I just want to ask you, What's your plan in life? It's 2022. A lot of us, we get to a midpoint in our life, which certainly after you've sent your kids off into the world, you can think of that as a midpoint in your life where literally you've got another 30 years left of your life. I was thinking about this the other day and realizing, gosh, based on my parents, I have at least another 25 years of life that I get to contribute into the world, that I get to do things that excite me, that I'm passionate about. And a lot of times for us, we don't know what to do with that. We don't know how to get started. So that's why I work with empty nester parents to help them discover what's next for them, what's their purpose in life. I love spending time each week talking with people about their experience, their dreams, their hopes, maybe what's stopping them. And I set aside a certain number of calls every week where I talk with people about what's next for them. And these are free discovery calls where you get to say, hey, this is what I'm thinking about. And I listen to it. I hold space for you. And then we talk about how you get to that next step. So if you're interested in having that conversation with me, I'd love to speak with you. You can book your call by going to discover.com dot yourturntofly.com and schedule that free call. 
That's discover.yourturntofly.com. Set up a call. Let's chat. All right. So for today's episode, I want to start off with something new. I had this idea recently. I was reading a book this week and there was a great insight in there that I think is so applicable. So on Fridays, I want to include one insight that I got from whether it was a book I was reading, a podcast, just anything that came to me. And this insight came while reading a book by Donald Miller called Hero on a Mission. You may know Donald Miller. He's written a number of books, probably best known for his book Story Brand. And he's a business writer. But in Hero on a Mission, he's talking about how all of us should see our lives as we are a hero on a mission. We have a goal. We have something that we want. And he comes at this from the perspective of story, hence story brand, his his original book that I cited. But in this, he talks about this one idea, and I love this, that our life in many ways is like a movie where you're sitting in the theater watching your life play out on the movie screen. And I think this is especially applicable to midlife parents, parents maybe who have just sent their kids off into the world. Their movie's ending. That particular story's ending. And the credits roll. Your kids are graduated. They're going off into the world, work, college, wherever they're heading. And you're still in the theater. And I love this idea of, are you going to sit in the theater with the lights coming back on and they're coming in and cleaning up the popcorn and they've got the blowers blowing everything around you? Are you just going to sit there in the theater or would you go see a new movie? And here's even more specifically, whose movie are you going to see? Like there's something about if I if I go to see Star Wars, for instance, and you know, many people will say a movie like Star Wars was the most impactful, exciting movie they've ever seen. And then the lights come up. And then the question is, well, what do you do next? And it can be challenging, I think, for parents, because if you think of your raising a family as Star Wars, like that was the pinnacle of what you did, and you can't imagine doing anything greater, then you're not going to want to go see a new movie you're not going to go into another theater and wait for another show to start. And the point that I think I loved that Donald Miller made was that think of that next movie as the one that you write. So, you know, that first movie you saw, for most of us, our entire lives were programmed in a way where we always knew what was coming next. We were, from the time we were little kids, Someone always told us, this is what's next for you. You're in school. You go to this grade. You do that. You get that grade. You get into middle school. You get into high school. And then when you're in high school, it's always, you're going to go to college now. So you have to prepare for that. And when you're in college, you have to graduate from college. You have to think about, well, what's next? For some, it's a job. For some, it's more school. But there's always something next that someone's told you what to do. You get a job. You go to graduate school. You get an apartment. You get into a relationship, maybe that goes well, you get married, you buy a house, you start a family. Like there's always something that's on the horizon that someone else has told you, this is what your story, this is how your story plays out. And then your kids leave. And now there's not really a story 
that is on the horizon for you anymore. No one said, okay, this is what's next other than maybe like wait around till you're a grandparent and then you'll have a few years and then basically, you know, you'll just start just going to the hospital more and start going to the doctor more because, you know, that's your life now. And I love the idea of saying, what if the greatest things in life that you're going to do are still on the horizon? What if, yeah, you just saw Star Wars. That was amazing. But what if your life, and bear with me here if you don't know the movie, but I love this. What if your life was Empire Strikes Back? You know, when Star Wars first came out, a lot of people thought, well, how could you possibly make as satisfying a movie as Star Wars was? And Empire Strikes Back, like most critics will say, arguably an even better movie. It was richer. It was deeper. There were themes that they explored, new places they went. It was in some ways even more exciting. And who would have thought that was possible except George Lucas and the people that collaborated with him, the director, the writer. So think of your life that way, that you are now in a place where the lights just came up on the theater of everything that's happened to you up until this point, and now the rest of your life is about to happen. The next movie, your Empire Strikes Back, your Godfather 2, whatever sequel was arguably better than the first one, what if the rest of your life could be that, could be better? So that's what I'm going to encourage you to think about is think about your life from this point forward as a sequel that could be better than the original movie. All right, so let me jump into my takeaways, my top three takeaways from my interview with Andrea Logan. The first one was a point that she made, and I love this, where she basically said, when you're thinking about applying for a job, you're thinking about getting back into the career workforce, and you're writing a resume, she's like, this is not a time to be humble. She said, you have to brag about yourself. And specifically, and I love this advice that we were talking about, like, how do you take your work history? And I'll, I'll just say, for instance, if you are a parent who's been out of the workforce for a while, then maybe you did things, but you're thinking to yourself, well, I was just this or I was just that. I was just a volunteer. I was just on the, you know, in my case, I was the president of the cheer boosters and I was just that. Well, Andrea's point is it is not a time to be humble when you are creating your resume. Don't undervalue things that you did. Her point was look at those things and ask about, is there a creative way that you can language that, to frame that, to make yourself be perceived as being valuable. So, you know, for instance, in my case, I could look at the time that I was in the cheer boosters and say, okay, well, I, I managed a team of people. I can look at the budget of what we spent and the fundraising that we did. I could look at all of the things that went into that organization and that team that I led and the outcomes that we had and start writing down the things that go that make you realize, wow, I actually did more than I, I thought. And here's Andrea's point was you don't have to say that that was volunteer work. You can say you led a team with a budget of this much that you 
you set expectations, you led fundraising, you did this, you did that. Basically, don't think of it as I just did this or I just did that. Um, I'll give another example from my life. My daughter was in Girl Scouts and I started her Girl Scout troop and that ultimately led to me being the service unit manager for, gosh, I guess it was about 50 Girl Scout troops. And when we had somewhere north of 400 girls within that whole service unit. So there's another place where if I wanted to put that in a resume, I could say I managed an organization with 50 entities. I, I don't know how I'd frame it, but and, and over 400 people on that in that organization. Like, don't be humble and say, oh, it was just this. Look at what you did and start to reframe it as a positive thing that you did that can be an outcome that works for someone else. So my takeaway, my suggestion for you is if you're thinking about reframing your resume and, and Andrea's advice is you should always have a resume. Like even if you're not looking for a job, you should always have a resume at hand because you never know when an opportunity might come along where there, there may be something that, you know, someone wants to talk with you about an opportunity. But go back through your, your history of the last 15 or 20 years and look at the things that you did and start to write down ways that you can brag about what you did, that you can reframe something that maybe was a volunteer thing. And now you look at it and go, you know what? No, I was actually bigger than that. It was more than that. Start to write that down because I bet you'll find that the act of doing that is you're going to start to change the energy of how you see yourself because now you, you are seeing yourself as someone who has greater value than perhaps you imagine. So that was my first takeaway don't be humble. Brag about yourself. Take what you did and put the best spin on it you can. The second point from the interview with Andrea was she was talking about when you're writing a resume, you're writing it for a specific person. You have to put yourself in the position of the person who's reading this who just wants their problems solved. What they want to hear is someone's going to come in and make their life easier. They're looking for someone to be on their team and their company and their organization that will solve problems for them. And so what you have to do is think about that and think of yourself as a problem solver. So Andrea's points were that, you know, if you're looking at a specific thing you did, think about framing it as a problem that you solved for someone, that you increased revenue by 20%, you decreased costs by this amount, you made your team work together, you, you know, anything that you can do in terms of how you frame your, your resume as a benefit to that person, as a benefit to that reader. And to her point, one of the things that you do is you're going to look at if there's a job posting for this job and they'll say like, here's what we're looking for. Andrea's point, what she does with her clients is gets them to look at the job posting, look at the specific things they're saying they want, and then you make sure that your resume has those keywords. So if someone, if they're, say they're looking for someone to leverage partner relationships, 
let's say that's in the job posting, you are going to make sure that in your resume, you have language to that effect. Her recommendation is don't copy and paste it exactly, but make sure that those words are in there because before you get to be read by a person, you actually have to pass the scanning software, which is looking to see, does the resume contain the keywords that would make it recommendable to a human to read it? And, and then at that point, her <clears throat> insight was, <laughs> you have about six to seven seconds of someone scanning your resume to decide whether to move you on to the next person. So you want to make sure it's very easy to read that you quickly and easily answer what they're looking for so that they can recommend you. So that's point number two, write for the reader and solve their problem. Let them know that whatever problems they are looking to solve, that you are the person who can solve those problems. The third point, and this is why I highly recommend that if you're a parent listening to this, share this with your student. If they're in college, maybe they're, maybe they're still in high school and they're thinking about college, share this with them because I think there was a great point that she made about, I asked her, I said, what can college students do to enhance their higher ability? Whether you know they're in college now and they're looking for a job during college or maybe applying for an internship or... If they're about to graduate college and they are looking for a job, how can they write their resume in a way that increases their chances of being hired? And what Andrea said was a great way for college students to think about post-college careers is to look into social media and PR. And the reason she said this was most students are already pretty good at this. And, and again, going back to my first point, they may think, oh, I just play around on TikTok or I just do Instagram reels or, or whatever they do uh, on, on the social media platforms they're on. But Andrea's point was those skills can be valuable for employers because they don't get that world of social media the way that people in their 20s do. They're not as dialed into it. And so her point was you may as a college graduate or someone in college you may look at an organization and say hey you know what how can i solve this problem for them how can i maybe work in social media for them or do pr for them so that was a, a an area where she was saying basically some students will think i don't have any transferable skills and she's like no you actually do and i think was it she said that she had a client who got a job working for Google and it was like, I want to say it was like $90,000, something. It was a huge amount of salary. I remember when she said that going, wow, that's pretty good. And, and it was basically leveraging what that person knew already. So, you know, Andrea's point was that if you have your own Instagram account, your own TikTok account, look at the things you do on there and Again, going back to that framing it in a positive way, you can say that you engaged and built an audience. You interacted with a following. You know, all the things that you do on your account, your Instagram account, your TikTok, Facebook, whatever, frame those as things that you know how to do for an employer and it gets your foot in the door. So, so much good stuff. We also talked about like once your foot is in the door, how do you 
handle that interview. It was so much good stuff. I highly recommend that you listen to the interview, but those are my top three takeaways. It's not a time to be humble that you got to brag. Number two, write for the reader. Let them know that you can solve their problem. And number three, college students consider social media perhaps as a job because it's something they already know. Many of them do anyway. So that's my interview with Andrea Logan. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I look forward to seeing you in next week's episode. Thanks very much. Take care. That's all we've got for this episode of the Your Turn to Fly podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a comment in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also, make sure to link up with us at yourturntofly.com forward slash blog. On social media, you can find me. I'm at Thor Chalgren. And please just share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, believe that you can do greater things still.